Just a nice, refreshing background that helps the medicine go down. Amen? People always ask about the music every day, and that's why we've had a radio station for like six years. All of the music from Joel's Bar for ten years of doing this is all free on our broadcasting radio station 24-7. Played in your car on Bluetooth, through your computers, and a lot of the music we play isn't available anywhere. And so you can get the names and the artists and stuff all on the radio station. It's just, I'm, you know, we can't really just answer all your questions about it all the time because it's too much. I learned a long time ago to make it as easy as possible and just make it available, everything you have for free, so they can just feast on it publicly and they don't even have to use the flesh to do it. They can just, there it is, the radio station. Hallelujah, so don't bother me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Doing some major upgrades here. Super exciting stuff, and you could feel it. Going from glory to glory. This next degree of glory was uh, pretty intense today. Every day, because we've been on the path of the morning star, the path of the righteous man, Jesus Christ in us, that shines ever brighter to full day. Peter talks about the dawn of day. Solomon talks about full day, which is the light of the glory of God. And first you dawn through your forehead because Christ rises in your heart, or Mount Zion rises in your heart, Christ in you. You realize the glory, you give your mind to the throne of grace in you, and it rises within you. That's the path of the righteous that shines ever brighter to full day. Now I'm not going to exaggerate and say we're at full day. In, in fact, we're not even close. <laughs> Give that about 500 years. But what we are at right now is the dawn of day. The dawn of the morning star risen in your hearts, zipped up from serving self. It's mainly what you're getting zipped up from being a selfish animal. And I say that in love because it's true. And I come out of it dramatic, insane sin. My testimony is on my website just tremendous darkness and God just completely raptured me as a gift didn't deserve it deserved hell he saved me brought me into his light seen colors I'd never seen before so bright couldn't open my eyes felt physical scales fall off my eyes October 15 1999 had never read about the Apostle Paul's testimony in Acts 9 had never heard that story before so I've been telling my testimony in Teen Challenge at 100 different churches for 22 months from October 99 to August of 2001. And then I went into North Central University. For those 22 months, I'd be sharing my testimony, but I didn't know the Bible. So I started reading the Bible and got a full-ride scholarship from Teen Challenge and from the Veterans Association, because my dad's a, a Vietnam vet, and they helped me out with my tuition. So I had a full-ride scholarship to Bible College. And I wanted to be a pastor. <laughs> Learning about the Apostle Paul's ways. Studying the scriptures to show myself approved. Staying in the spirit best I could. But my God, it was a gauntlet. 22 of us came from Teen Challenge and entered North Central Bible College, downtown Minneapolis, 
I'm the only one that made it out of the 22 of us. Every single one of them went back into drugs and alcohol and got seven times worse. Uh, I watched them just drop like flies. The temptations, they weren't in that controlled environment where everything was religious, easy. There was no freedom. You had to raise your hand to go to the bathroom. And these are adult men, 18 to 65 years old. 65 years old businessmen raising their hand in Bible class at Teen Challenge. Can I go pee? Totally humiliated. <laughs> in the program, 12 to 15 months. I mean, but you still have a way of holding on to your pride, even locked up in Herod's prison, don't you? In Potiphar's wife's jail cell. Oh yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. The layers of the onion. Potiphar's wife, jail cell, or Herod's jail cell. John, John the Baptist was in there. Joseph in the jail cell. Oh my goodness, they didn't do anything wrong, did they? They were righteous men. Joseph, John the Baptist, the Apostle Paul, and Barnabas stuck in jail for telling people about the kingdom of heaven with the testimony of Jesus which is the power and the brightness of His glory shining through their faces, that when they went into cities, they were tempted to sacrifice whole bull offerings to them as gods. The Greeks said in the book of Acts, the gods have come down in the likeness of men. The gods have come down in the likeness of men. That was their witness to Paul and Barnabas. When you start manifesting the dawn of the morning star risen in your heart and get your heart zipped up from serving self to serving Christ. Amen. That's all it is, too. I mean, that's just not me picking on you because of discipleship needs to be a little rough and a little sandpaper on your pride. No, that's just exactly what it is. You're zipped up from self-servience, which is the fall, to Christ servanthood, which is eternal life. And you get zipped up in your heart. And then you experience in your mind the, the actual sacrifice of your heart. And if there's not rewards, I mean, you're not going to do it. People want to say, oh, I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. And then they get their name on a plaque as a donor. They get their star on a sidewalk as a celebrity. You know, and it's like there are some people that do it secretly. I mean, few and far between. But people do it for rewards. It's how, you, how it makes you feel. And I know the religious spirit hates talking about feelings, but God's the most emotional person in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus turned the, the money changers' tables over, made a, a whip, and whipped them out of there. He's, you know, you read about in Matthew what he said to the Pharisees, screaming at him, calling him a brood of vipers, and God is love and he's behaving like that. Love is passionate. Love is passionate. The love of God is the strongest emotion available of all the spectrum of emotions. You have the emotions of the tree of knowledge, a lot of lust, a lot of pride, controlled by circumstances, controlled by the natural realm. You'll have the emotions or the spectrum of light of the tree of life. What are the emotions of Jesus Christ? The nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I'm sure there's a few more of them. Throw righteousness in there and it sums them all up. Holy Ghost. The fruit of righteousness. What does it say? The fruit of the 
of righteousness is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Oh, so Solomon had it all mystically, you know, sealed in wisdom. And Paul's like, break the seal, dumb it down. Now the Gentiles can understand the fruit of righteousness is the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. The tree of life emotions of the Lord Jesus. Are those your emotions? Is that your glorified personality? We go from glory to glory. Sacrifice your heart, and it can and it can be. And it doesn't need to take 20 years of inner healing and counseling sessions and, you know, crying every day like we see every day. Like these people are so messed up because of sin. They cry all the time. The religious spirit would have you cry every day in lamentations, and you'd never be healed for 85 years on earth, and you'd just die and go to heaven, and there won't be any bitterness in heaven, but you won't have any rewards because there'd be no healing for your damaged emotions. It's time to let the morning star rise in his heart. He's entered the joy prepared for him so that he could send the joy into you so that your joy could be made perfect, Scripture says. Bible says that that your joy may be perfect. Is your joy perfected yet? Are you absolutely enthralled with ecstasy everywhere you go with your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit emotions throughout your region? I mean, is it just good news everywhere? Everyone lays down a red carpet where you go. Is that making your joy perfect? Yeah, that's definitely making your joy perfect. If you're honored and loved, you know, as an elder of heavenly Jerusalem, by everyone in your region that you've transformed by serving them the crystal clear waters of life through their hearts and the crystal clear waters of life through their minds, that's exactly what it is. Are the sons of God going to be more honored than the celebrities of Babylon? For eternity. Abraham was famous for his bliss, Scripture says in Genesis. Famous for his glory. Famous for his shine, for his splendor. Famous. Now you're not famous for flesh. That's satanic. That's tree of knowledge. That's celebrity. But in the kingdom of heaven, you read about it in the hall of faith fame, Hebrews 11, these people are famous for their faith, aren't they? Why can't you, your name be in there? Why can't you be famous for your faith? Why can't you have a chapter of the book of the sons of God? You can. You've come into the kingdom for such a time as this. If you sacrifice yourself and your false human nature of religion, of all that has to do with the flesh and the blood and me and identity of self for Christ instead of me. The mind of Christ is not having self-awareness, but Christ-awareness. Can you grow to a place where your eyes come off of you and your eyes become the seven eyes of Christ in you, realizing the glory? Can you so yield your heart and mind to a foreign deity a separate creature and a living being, a light being, he's called, in Hebrews 1 Amplified. Jesus Christ is the exact representation of the invisible God and the divine radiance of the light being. Hebrews 1 Amplified Classic. The divine radiance of the light being. 
Why can't you be the divine radiance of the light being since Christ is in you and we're the body of that man and married to God? What's blocking your heart and mind from the full experience of God the Father's light and brightness in your dawn of day? That's what needs to get zipped up in your heart. Growing to a place where your eyes come off of yourself, Christianity is not about you. That's immaturity. That's still your sin. That's unforgiven yet. <laughs> Any self-awareness is sin. It's called remphon, pride, Satan. Satan is all about self. Christ is all about the Father. Christ never had self-awareness, otherwise he would have sinned. He was always aware of his Father, even on the cross, with the weight of the sins of the world on him, with the Father removing his spirit and his glory from his perfect son's life. And he's all alone hanging there. And he's been murdered by his own people. And they're heaping insults on him and trying to hurt his feelings in the worst possible way because they're full of demons. He says, forgive him. And then to the thief, he's in a good mood, even with his skin torn off his body. He's in a good mood. He's like, I'm a, I'll see you in paradise. That's our king. You cannot put him in a bad mood. He had his flesh dripping off his, his skeleton. And he's still positive. Forgive him. And then he tells the guy next to him, he doesn't even talk to the one negative thief. Because he, he could only speak life. There was no death in him to speak a negative word about anyone. That's what makes him the divine radiance of the light being. Even though they're all murdering him, heaping insults on him, he's got the weight of all their sin on him, and even the Father leaves him to experience the full weight of all the darkness of every human being that's ever lived. So they can be forgiven of it when he was raised from the dead. Oh my gosh, I'll see you in paradise. That's the kind of consistency you need to get to. You're pressed on all sides and you don't let it influence your emotions because that man, that solid rock is in you, in your spirit, in your whole heart, and in your whole mind transfigured by constantly yielding to him who's in you. Oh my goodness. Some of you are coming into that place because you just needed someone to teach you it. You know it's possible. You know it's true. But where's the way? Where's the demonstration? Where's the impartation? Where's the apostolic leadership? Here it is. And we're going to raise up many apostles. <laughs> many. The 144,000 that rule the world for a thousand years that are the living sons of God, ever living, with no death in them, that are like Jesus on the cross. All of them, firstborn from amongst the dead, Jesus Christ, and he's not ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters. Hebrews chapter 1 and 2, it is written. Read the Bible. That exact agape, perfect, unconditional love of God the Father fully formed in our healed hearts and transfigured minds will be in almost every single one of you at the sound of my voice. That's your future. You're going to shine, I mean, so much brighter than this, you don't even know what's available. When Jesus Christ was speaking to religious people who he loved perfectly and died for on the cross, he said, you don't understand the scriptures or the power of God. 
So what you need to do is have the power of God and understand the Scriptures. Have them written on your heart. When the Scriptures are written on your heart, then you understand it. You know what I'm saying, Vinny? Yeah. But if it's written on your brain, you're still bewitched. Because it's just flesh. When it's written on your heart, your spirit is glorified. Your heart's your inner core. And your, your brain or your mind is your outer core. It's true. That's why the book of Revelation says forehead over and over and over. It's about your mind. Forehead. Okay? Heart and forehead. Your forehead is your outer core, your gate into the body. That's how stuff of the natural dimension comes in. Fallen angels come, demons come, and they whisper into your head, into your forehead, and then you grant them access into the gate of your soul, and they can go into your heart and into your roots if you give evil spirits access. Some people have given Remphon, the religious devil, access all the way down into their bellies, and they drink from the pale horse's throne in Hades, thinking it's the throne of grace. And they're the workers of iniquity. And they're the white witches of religion in the world, and they all call themselves Christians. And it's time to forgive the sins of all the religious people in the world. It's time to break down the walls of the tabernacle of Molech and dissolve the flames of the heavens of the star Remphan and set the captives free for every eye to see perfected liberty. Amen. What in you is blocking the morning star from devouring your consciousness? Why are you choosing to be chained to those things? Why are you protecting yourself from the brightness of God the Father? There's no punishment in love. All that will be punished is the chains and the bondage itself. I have watched these people for decades be scared of the greater glory. Be scared of the Father's brightness. As if God was going to beat them up. Here's the revelation for you, kiddos. God is not Satan. God is perfectly represented in Jesus Christ on the cross. Even with His flesh hanging off of Him, He could only speak deliverance. He could only speak salvation. He could only speak forgiveness to Israel. He didn't even condemn them on the cross. Oh my gosh, that's the agape nature. That's the nature of Christ in you. Do you see Christians living like that? That's why they don't know about the glory. That's why they're not intoxicated on love. That sacrificial nature of perfect agape divine love for everyone which means unconditional, which really means there's, it doesn't matter if you're a prostitute, it doesn't matter if you're any kind of sinner, if you're a successful businessman, that's something all these poverty demons and these Christians love condemning to. I mean, you see it all. And they got an excuse in their brain why they can murder their brother. And that excuse in their brain is a devil 100% of the time. You get the devils out. The flies in the ointment is the excuses you have from your woundedness why you can't love yourself perfectly or love your neighbor perfectly. And you break the royal law of the kingdom of heaven and you are still outside the city gates because you're not in love. Love is the, the seal 
upon your heart that seals you inside the city gates of heavenly Jerusalem, or you could say, in the glory. Sacrificial love. Once you sacrifice your heart, I mean, it gets so easy. Because you're not living for yourself. You've, for years and years and years, consistently lived for Christ and not self. So the next level of glory is just a matter of time because you keep growing. But a lot of Christians have never even begun on the path of love. Your greatness in the kingdom is how much you've learned to love others who have attacked you, who have sinned against you, who have mistreated you, who have spoken all kinds of lies about you. That's the 70 times 7 revelation. How many elders went up Sinai with Moses? 70. How many mountains does the whore of Babylon sit on? Seven. So you're dealing with the eldership of the whore of Babylon's mountains of flesh in the universe. And they will continuously attack you as Zion, the one mountain to rule them all, rises in your heart and dissolves the tabernacle of Molech, the seven mountains, and the star Remphon, the whore of Babylon who sits upon them. Amen. And then the whole universe will be healed by Mount Zion and your perfect, unconditional love by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermin.com. Radio station on there, free schools. If you're new to this ministry, it's important. Get the free School of Sonship 2018 on there. You need a foundation. We go from glory to glory. There's tons of revelation on there. 325 short teachings. It will bless your life and transfigure your mind. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.